Hello, everyone. The following discussion is a series of interviews with Demon Media's alumni, all in part of celebration of Demon Media turning 25 years old this year. Originally founded in 1996, in the 25 years since its formation, Demon Media has gone from strength to strength and is now enjoying its quarter of a century anniversary. So don't forget to check out the rest of Demon FM's content, as well as the content created by Demon TV and the Demon Magazine. Demon FM. Hello, everyone. I'm Reese, Deputy Station Manager for Demon FM this year. And as part of the commemoration for Demon turning 25 this year, we've got some interviews lined up for you with some of our alumni that have gone on to do some wonderful and amazing things and did their certainly did their fair share of things in their time at Demon. Joining me now is Abby Gibson. Hello, Abby. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Reese. Thank you for joining me. It's <laughs> Whenever I've heard people speak about you in Demon, because you were a couple of years before me, they've only ever said good things. Uh, oh, really? So I'm, yeah, I'm delighted that you reached out, especially oh. when I told Alice, who we both know, she got very excited. And yeah, I think the first time I met you was at the uh, DMA Awards in my first year. You presented, didn't you? And, I did. Uh, I remember. <laughs> we all just got fairly tiddly, to say the least. Absolutely <laughs> rattled. Night if you don't mind me saying no not at all <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night it was a good, night. Night. It was it a good was. night had no idea what happened woke up mm. with the worst hangover but that's the sign of a good night exactly agree um but yes why don't you start by telling us all uh just a little bit about yourself you know what was the time frame that you came to dmu and were in demon and sort of what kind of things you got involved with yeah, for sure. So I was at Demon slash DMU from 2015 to 2018. And I was mainly involved with Demon FM. I dabbled in the other strands, but Demon FM was my ride and die. Ride or die, ride and die. <laughs> ride, ride or die. It was that or ride. that was your main, yeah. That was yeah. the she was my queen. Um, and I started off as like a newsreader in first year. So I didn't actually even really present a show till second year when I did a, a breakfast show and I was head of news as well. And that's also when I won my student radio award in my second year. Let's, get, let's take a moment to applaud that. That is very Thank impressive. Yeah. Thank you. It was silver, but it counts. Like I prefer everyone... silver to gold anyway. Silver so more do I. and mystical. So do I, all my jewellery silver. And then in third year, I was station manager of Demon FM, which was a true honour. I loved it. I really loved my third year. I think it is. it can be really stressful for a lot of people, but I honestly sort of just forgot about my degree and got on with it, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was great. I loved it. I loved almost every second of it. Glad to hear it. We say it all the time. Demon's definitely one of those things where you get out what you put into it. And if you choose to make the most of it, then you will pretty much, as you've said, have a have a hell of a time and go on to do some great things. I mean, winning an award. Yeah. That's pretty, that's just really 
I was going to say rad, but then I remembered it's not the 1980s. That's just really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, is the trophy still there? Is it still, is it positioned somewhere on show in your house? It is actually. I would get it down, but it's actually too high for me to reach my car. Don't worry, we aren't going to make you grab a stepladder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, st- I still have it. Pride of place with my Demon Media Awards, actually. I have those as well. So I have three Demon Media Awards and one silver sra award that's that's so good see that's <laughs> if you put the effort in and you just have fun with it what you can achieve it's so yeah. wonderful <laughs> i mean but you've gone on to have after all of that quite a illustrious time at demon you've gone on to do something really cool now haven't you uh, it's a job that i myself am interested in so uh, yeah tell us a bit about your current job and what you do yeah, so I am, my official title is editor and assistant producer, but it's best to just say podcast producer because that is what I do um, at um, a place called Astrid Productions. We are a podcast production company based in Manchester where we make branded podcasts, but also like really exciting sort of like female talent led podcasts. Well, we're, is, we're a really young company, so I can't talk about a lot of the stuff that we're working on because it's not out yet. But we work on like everything from like sports podcasts with like some really famous people on it, like Paula Radcliffe, we oh, interviewed wow. and but all the way to a podcast called Nip Tuck, not giving a. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, which is about two hilarious women who work in like cosmetic, like surgery and stuff mm. like that. So it's super varied, which is really great. And which is what all I can ask as a Sagittarius, what I want out of a job. And I love it. I'm really, really enjoying it. That's amazing. You've been in that job for, is it a year or two now? It's even less. I only started in February. Oh, so. Wow. Yeah, it's it's in my newest job. But what's great when I think about I graduated three years ago coming. Oh, my God. Wait, I graduated four years ago. Last year doesn't <laughs> count. It's like the finger snap in Avengers Endgame. It doesn't count. We're all a year younger than we ah, actually are. Okay, That's the rule. <laughs> but OK, yeah. we're just sorry. Just having a realization that I didn't graduate three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> But what I was saying was that it's nice that like I'm now at a point where I'm really happy where I am in work because I think it's like my first job I worked at a student's union and it was great because actually that was the first time I got to make a podcast with a budget but it wasn't my whole job so it was really nice to come out of uni get a job where I could sort of work on it which has now led me to the job that I'm in now. So you're not always going to land in the dream job. And I think if anything, if you don't, if you do do that, you won't appreciate it when you get there. Mm. I think people, it is a case of people are very lucky if they, the moment they leave uni, they find that dream job. Mm. Um, Because job hunting is, even for like a, a retail job is a difficult thing. But for, I think, yeah, you're right. Do you you ha- sort of had that time where you could sort of think about which direction you wanted to go in without immediately getting there, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because like for a long time, I wanted to do presenting, but mm. when you really have to think about it, you also have to consider like your opportunities of like mm. if I work in podcasts, it means that like I can still present, 
on mm. podcasts but majority of what i'm doing is helping other people create amazing stories yes which is what i'm doing and like do some people are really happy to like move to london and have all of their income go on rent mm. i'm much more happier living up north and <laughs> not all of my income going on rent <laughs> I was going to say, because that's a lot of uh, the media jobs are actually London based, aren't they? Mm. Obviously, you do have local ones, as you say, you work for a blossoming production company in uh, Manchester. But yeah, I think that also not thinking of London as the be all and end all final destination, as it were, is uh, important. Uh, Don't be afraid to scope out what's going on locally as well. Definitely. I I couldn't agree more. There's so much out there. It can be easy to get trapped in like, oh, I have to move to London, but you don't. And especially because of the pandemic, way more people are working remotely. Mm -hmm. And I think that will only help in, especially in production roles, like post-production stuff, because you can truly make podcasts anywhere. So long as it's quiet and there's no, (laughs) because... Recorded one this year myself, as in I helped produce one uh, for Demon Media, of course. Uh, and bless them, they were in their student accommodation doing it. It was two people that lived together. And uh, in one unfortunate episode, there was roadworks going on in the background. Oh. And bless them, they tried to seal everything up so it was to make it as soundproof as possible. But it still got in. But yeah, podcasts have boomed in the last five years especially Mm. uh, perhaps even earlier than that and I mean as you've told us some of the ones you produce you must have a mixed bag of different topics that you listen through and uh, learn something new whilst you're doing your job I'd imagine absolutely that's the one thing that I love is that I genuinely learn so much and I learn something different like now I know how to like properly fuel for a marathon if I ever choose to do that. I work on a skincare podcast, which genuinely has transformed my skin. Like no joke. Like I, if we're watching video, my skin does look this good. Like I'm not, (laughs) it is so clear now. It's like, I've, do you know what? I worked hard and I paid a lot of money for this skin, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, literally it's you. That's what you get so much great value of. The only downside is that because I'm not um, commuting, I can't listen to like any of my own. So mm-hmm. it's still good to be like working on stuff where I do get to learn stuff and really absorb all the information because yeah. you have to listen. There's no way that you can like edit passively. Oh no. Speaking from experience. I mean, I might've gone a bit too, but I'm was the, I'm was the type of, uh, when I would edit audio, I would even the slightest sort of vocal audible discrepancy i would yeah. zoom straight in and do everything <laughs> i would i called it needlework because i would be that like fine pointed and precise with it yeah to the point you feel like a surgeon don't you, you do <laughs> at certain points i mean there's all kinds of you know vocal things that you don't even realize people do until you're editing it mm-hmm. lip smacking oh my god the amount of people that lip smack yeah and I have a habit of, I've realized of going, um, well, I mean, I say that so much and it's only by listening back to myself that I've realized, yeah, it's, it's an interesting job. I'm a (laughs) proper Irma. Yeah. I'm a proper Irma. Yeah. Hey, all the, like that stuff, ASMR, don't know how you do it guys. No. Disgusting. 
disgusting. Unless it's the sound of wine being poured into a glass. <laughs> I'm not interested in any ASMR. I don't want to hear any any kind of vocal effects. No. No. Um, <laughs> I suppose it goes without saying, but I take it your time at Demon Media did sort of help prepare you to going into that sort of career branch. I mean, was it, was it uh, anything to do with your course as well that you did at uni, your actual degree? Yeah, so I did media production Uh, and for my tech project, my dissertation, I did a podcast. So that was really my first endeavor. And now Mm. if I look back, I wouldn't have made a podcast like that. Like if I look back and I'm like, Abby, that was so lazy. Like (laughs) it wasn't like too bad. Like it it was it was good for like the time, Mm. but that was sort of my my first venture into it. And it wasn't until I finished uni that I really got into what makes a really good podcast. But when I was at Demon, doing Demon, I do think about like, it really did like shape up how I work in a production Mm. because it's even like, I learned to like script through doing Demon. I learned how to do like a show plan through doing Demon. Mm. I learn to prepare because I was such a stickler, like for Demon, like Demon FM specifically, I was like, never never come into the studio unprepared Mm. like always come with a plan because people would rock up in my first and second year yeah knowing they had a show to do and without planning it which is fine like I'm not really judging it but I was like if you want to take it seriously (laughs) prepare I think it's to go in and wing it a a radio show or a podcast you do have to have a particular gift of the gab to be able to do that and not many people do a lot of people last year um, when they were like, yeah, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, great. You know, it's not just talking. You have to, <laughs> I think you're totally right with, you learn to prepare in, uh, being part of demons, doing a show, even if you come with bullet points, mm-hmm. of talking points that you want to do, so long as you can carry that and you have some for, some form of structure and planning, that will be really helpful in any branch of media you want to go in. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can you can never wing it because and when you do, you'll it will never be as good and you'll regret it. Mm. Have at least some bullet points prepared. Yeah. If at, at the always. very least, just to keep you on a on a path of some sort for your show. <laughs> I wanted to ask, so what exact what entirely does your role as a podcast producer do? You mentioned that you're in some of them and you produce them. So so does that mean that you sort of sit through with uh, hosts and talk about their show plan with them? And um, does that involve things like runtime, how long they'll spend on each topic, you know, uh, any sort of any games they might play if it's not just a conversation, uh, uh, sort of how how the presenters present themselves because obviously with like podcasts and radio shows, there's no visual to, to, to own in on. It's, it's based entirely upon volume, projection of voice and pitch and tone and all that. So is that, yeah. is that the sort of thing that you work on? Yeah, exactly. Like when you're helping, especially because a lot of the time we're working with like companies who they know they want a podcast, but they've never made one before. So it's like you're always working with like freshers. Mm. You're basically teaching someone. You're not necessarily teaching someone because you do all the work, but you have to assume they know nothing. Yeah. So generally 
we'll be writing scripts, we'll be organizing when recordings are happen, booking guests. Then you will be like sitting in on those recordings and making sure everything is going smoothly. Everyone sounds lovely. We get everything that we need. And then obviously the bulk of it is in the post-production editing it, making it sound slick, adding yeah. music, making it sound lovely, making sure the client is happy. Yeah. So it is genuinely like everything from like start to finish. Mm-hmm. And when you're working in podcasts, it helps to be versed in all of those things. Mm-hmm. So there's like things that I, I'm a super confident editor. I'm like, that is the bulk of what I do at the moment because that's where I'm needed. Mm-hmm. And that I would say I'm the best at but I can still write a script. I can write show notes. I can sit on the recordings and make, you know, make it sound beautiful Mm. because I have to, you have to be able to do it all. It's a very like Jack of all trades type of job, which I think demon really prepares you for. Oh yeah. Because you never, when you're presenting a show on demon, a lot of the time you're your own producer as well. Yeah. And you're the one who like, downloads the show and makes your own demo for like to send out for jobs or, Mm -hmm for awards and things like that and even making demos is something because we if you ever want to like send out the podcast for like press to get promotion you need to make a little demo of it so those demos you're making for awards and for your presenting reels if you end up working in like a production job or a podcast job that's a skill that you will need as well Mm. totally agree if there's if there's anything i've learned in my time at demon it's that because I think there's this, especially when you first join, you see, you see all of the uh, sort of exterior magic of, you know, the shows and you hear it on air and you see the nice, beautiful, glossy magazines. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to, to prepare that and put it all together and make it work. Um, mm. So, yes, if you join, you get the chance. You, obviously, you get the chance to put your face on TV or get your voice out on air. But there is a lot more to it than that. And uh, yeah, Demon will help you with that, definitely. Um, I mean, you've given us so much information and you've honestly informed us so well. I've found out things that even I didn't know. And as I say, I'm quite interested in going into a similar career path as you. So I suppose I want to ask, is there any particular story about your time at demon that you want as that you want to share or is there a signature song that just encompasses you know is there that one song that you played every show you did or that you that the 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 group of the year that knew symbolized that year Um, um yeah yeah okay well so as i said i started off as a newsreader and before you we had the big beautiful studio the newsreader would sit in another room and write the scripts in there in another studio and then go into the main studio and like perform the news um but sometimes there wasn't a show on but as a very dedicated newsreader i would still i would stay and like do the news at the top of the hour and i would um i was still sort of like getting scripts with zeta but i would like pull up songs that i would just like cheekily insert and the one that i always put in was the pina colada song by river holmes absolutely and i would like think about like what link i would do 
if I was going to do it. And basically the link, the link was that like, do you know what the Pina Colada song is like really about? Just say no, no for the point of this. No. <laughs> the Pina Colada song is basically about a guy who's fed up with his wife. So he goes to cheat on her. But then the woman who turns up is his wife. <gasps> and instead of it being a big blowout, he just says, I didn't know you like pina coladas. And getting caught in the rain. And getting caught in the rain. <laughs> so like that was the song that I oh, always wow. put on. And I would honestly, I would always say that every time I played it when I eventually did start presenting shows. So that song was like, I think I eventually retired the bit, but... <laughs> It's the one that stands out to you. Yeah. I think that everyone does. Everyone just has that song that makes them remember their time. I think for me, it's probably Good As Hell by Lizzo, especially oh. last year, because it was it was quite a popular one. Yeah. And for most of one. last year, until Miss Quarantina Aguilera showed up, um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I was feeling good as hell. It was living my best life at uni. Um, <laughs> see, you've even taught us something there. I had no idea that that's what that song was about. I'm never going to look at Pina the same way again. <laughs> Every time I look at one, I'm going to think, Abby told me this. So I hope that... Dolterer! Uh, yes. So when I, when, I, when I next go abroad and I have a Pina Colada, um, yeah, I'll think of you if that's Thank you. too weird. I'll think of you too. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> oh, no, girl, if you're going to think of me when you have a drink, it's probably a vodka shot. Oh, oh. oh. gross. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, thank you so much for joining us today, Abby, and for giving us your expertise, letting us know what you're up to, you know, sort of how you've got there and, you know, Demon's part in that. And I think you serve as a great example of what can happen if you put the time in, put the effort in and have the creativity and passion to do it. And thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Oh, thank you. That was lovely. It's honestly been a pleasure. I love thinking about my time at Demon and, and even better talking about it. So really, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. We'll have some more guests after Abby. So stay tuned. Again, thank you so much, Abby. You've been wonderful. And uh, is there any 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 leaving thought that you want to give us? Um, my leaving thought is free Britney. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that that guy was right all along all those years ago? The leave Britney alone guy, honestly. Justice for Chris Crocker. Justice, Justice for Chris Crocker, hashtag freedom for Britney. Yeah. There's so much right that needs doing in the world. Stream sour on Spotify. Yes, please do. Not sponsored <laughs> promo, but please do. Other, other songs and streaming services are available. But thank you so much, Abby. You've been, uh, you've been a delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.